Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. If you are not subscribed to the podcast already, seriously, what are you waiting for? Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Oh My Allergies. My handle is at Oh My Valencia. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about something that has probably been affecting a lot of us because of it being that time of year where the pollen is literally coming to get us and it is eye allergies. So I'm going to be talking about what they are, you know, what are some of the symptoms that come along with them and how to be able to make them less annoying as a person who not only deals with allergies themselves, specifically, you know, seasonal allergies, but also I have a dog who has seasonal allergies as well. And something that she deals with is eye allergies. So being able to speak from that standpoint, as well as having uh, friends and family who also deal with eye allergies as well. So being able to bring that perspective on this topic and it's something that is really interesting to me because when you think about allergies you tend to think about you know how they affect your nose you don't really tend to think about how they affect your eyes as much as you do with your nose and your throat so I thought it would be a really good episode and one that is really timely because of pollen and we're going from spring into the summertime and so I thought it would really be a great topic to talk about so with that being said let's get into what's been going going on with me. So what's been going on with me? Well, things have been pretty busy uh, for me in my personal life, and I've really just been focusing on that. So that is the main reason why there has not been episodes consistently you know obviously that was my goal but things kind of came up and things kind of happened and so I needed to be able to focus on that but now I am excited to be able to come back to the podcast and really get focused on this and also was dealing with a little bit of not really knowing what to talk about on this platform so that also was a combination of that and a combination of things just coming up um also I've really just been focused on some different classes and programs that I'm currently in and that I'm currently taking right now and they've been taking up a lot of my time. Um, I've also really lately have been focusing on my dog because she's getting older and just making sure that she's squared away in terms of making sure that she's eating well, you know, making sure that you know, the dog food that she's eating is like really good for her and it's not gonna, you know, do any harm to her long term, you know, that she's getting enough exercise and going on walks and being able to play around. And she actually had some instances where some dogs like came up on her unexpectedly. And so now she's at a point where she doesn't really like going on walks, which is, you know, kind of 
heartbreaking because I know like that's something that she really used to enjoy and so have been really trying to work with her and get her feeling a lot more comfortable with wanting to go on walks again because of that uh, scary situation happening to her. Um, I definitely don't wish that on any dog and it's something that you know even if it happened to a person and someone just came up on you and kind of tried to jump you you be very scared and a little bit scarred so definitely have been trying to work with her on that um also she's been dealing with some issues with her eyes uh, she got some testing done i think i may have briefly talked about it in another episode but she got some testing done on her eyes because she's been dealing with uh, conjunctivitis and so her doctor wanted to rule out viral conjunctivitis and make sure that it really is allergic conjunctivitis which is what i thought that it was but still wanted to rule it out completely and make sure that there wasn't any like ringworm or anything like that happening around her eyes uh, because around her eyes she was dealing with um, alopecia around her eyes and so we were just trying to figure out what actually was like the root cause of that so she got her test back and viral was literally ruled out and I was so happy it was absolute music to my ears and so now I just have this whole routine that I do with my dog for her eyes it's kind of crazy but I'll get into that like later on in the episode when I talk more about eye allergies Um, but besides that I've been watching a lot of softball because regular season is coming to an end and I actually was able to finally see a softball game in person recently which was so exciting had so much fun it was so cool let's just talk about like how like on television they make the field seem super huge and like it seems like it's like a MLB field and then you look at it and you're like oh my goodness like it's really kind of small like how close the pitcher is to home plate it's like it it seems like it's a big distance like on television but like it's actually not and it's like kind of crazy um but I actually want to be able to see like some other games so hopefully that will happen as teams start their like conference tournaments and things like that and now we're kind of like on the road to the women's college world series and that's so exciting so I am excited to see some softball games coming soon but that is pretty much what's been going on with me so I guess with that being said let's get right into my foodie likes So the first foodie like I want to talk to you guys about is from Whole Foods Market and it's their original single serve hummus. You get like a six count of them. So a little backstory is that I've never in the past have been a fan of hummus. It took me a long time. It took me a lot of years before I actually started appreciating hummus for like what it is. And so my downfall when it came to me really actually liking hummus is the fact that it would always take me a long time to finish the container of hummus so I would have my hummus but then it would go bad and then I'd have to throw it out and then it would be like this endless cycle of me wanting hummus to eat it with cucumbers and carrots eating it only eating half of it kind of forgetting about it slash wasn't really in the mood for it it would go bad and then I'd have to keep throwing it out so then Lately, when I went to the Whole Foods, um, one of my not like recent trips, but like recently, probably within the past like couple months and found that they serve like single serve hummus. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like 
this is literally what I need. And so since I have purchased these, I feel like I eat hummus more and eat it more regularly because of this, because of the fact that like it's more than enough for what I need. You know, I don't eat like a lot of hummus at once, nor do I eat a lot of hummus at once. And so having that small of a container is honestly what I needed. And now I feel like I eat hummus and like I'm not wasting it or I'm not having to throw it out or anything like that because of the fact that it's single serve. So highly recommend if you are a person like me who likes hummus, but it just takes you a long time to be able to get through the whole hummus container because you don't need that much hummus. I highly recommend going the single serve route. Now I have seen it where the little like hummus snack packs, I actually also like those too um, because of it not coming with too much hummus. So it's like just the right amount for you to be able to be like, ah, like I had hummus, but not too much where like you go and like leave it and you forget about it and then it goes bad and then you have to throw it out. So highly recommend if you are a hummus lover and you want something that's a little bit more single serve, you know, it's a little smaller portions, you can bring it for lunch or well, not for lunch. I mean, if that's what you want to do, if you want to have a little veggie plate for lunch, you can. But if you want to bring it for like a snack or eat it as a snack, I usually like to eat it as a snack. Um, if I'm waking up super early to be able to go somewhere and I want something that's kind of light, but it's going to keep me full at the same time. Or if I want to eat something while I'm watching television, like things like that, like I feel like it's a really good um, snack to have. Another uh, foodie like I've been liking a lot lately comes from the brand Wasa. It's their multi-grain uh, crisp bread because more so lately, I've been really trying to uh, be a little bit more mindful of, you know, the carbs and things like that that I'm eating um, and just making sure that if I am eating carbs that it's more so like complex carbs and uh, things that are going to keep me full for extended periods of time instead of like carbs like french fries you know things like that so being a little bit more mindful of that so really came across these because I wanted another option for my sunflower seed butter because typically when it comes to what I put my sunflower seed butter on I usually put it on rice cakes and that's great but like over time like I don't want to be eating a lot of rice all the time and I kind of want to just be able to kind of like have something to choose from for my base for my sunflower seed butter so I thought this would really be another good option and I really like the fact that it's very you know low in carbs there's like only eight grams of carbs per serving and one serving is one slice of the little crisp bread I will say that if you are allergic to like rye or um, oats or barley wheat things like that then this is really like not the product for you but if you can eat those things then I highly recommend trying it um, you can use this for you like I said sunflower seed butter I've also used it for like a little breakfast and put like avocado on top of it and put everything but the bagel seasoning on it really do like it in that way so I highly recommend it to try it out. Highly recommend for you guys to try it out if you're interested. But those are my foodie likes. So with that being said, let's get right into the allergy news. So this week's allergy news article 
is titled teen deathly allergic to cold can't be outside in less than 24 degrees celsius weather so in this article they talk about how there's a teen that is based in the uk he is so deathly allergic to cold temperatures that he actually can't be outside for more than 15 minutes even in warm weather without his skin either like breaking out into like itchy red rashes which is really just mind-boggling and in this article they talk about how uh, the teenager suffers from cold urticaria and it is a rare skin condition to even mild cold in which uh, people develop hives swelling and even anaphylactic shock and so in the article his mom talks about how he can't be outside for long if it's cold and how he has to go out and has to keep coming back in and he will break out in hives when the temperature drops below 24 degrees celsius or when he isn't covered by a blanket when he is sleeping he breaks out on whatever part of the body is pretty much cold and that's something that you typically don't really think about i've heard of cold urticaria before and actually have had conversations with people who um experience it and it's something that they deal with it's like they said, a very, very rare uh, condition that people can deal with. And it's just really interesting the types of reactions that your skin can have and that you can um, be allergic to that so many people don't even really like start to even think about or can even fathom or even imagine because if you just told like some person who is not really familiar with this condition that you can break out into red itchy hives if you're um, outside for more than 15 minutes if it's really cold outside people would be like like are you just coming up with an excuse so that you don't have to go like with us to like that thing that we were going to like if you didn't want to go then just say that when it's like no there's not an excuse to somebody's actual real life and real experiences that they deal with each day so I think this is a really cool article to look at in the sense of really being able to learn about different allergies and different allergic reactions that exist and that people deal with so definitely check out this allergy news article like always our allergy news articles are linked in our show notes um um, but yeah, this article further also talks about how they pretty much have to keep the heat high like all day at home and how they drive their son to and from school each day and have to go all the way up to the gate if it's raining outside to make sure that his clothes don't get wet and how he also has to wear a tracksuit in order to protect his skin. So I think it's a very interesting article if you want to learn more about this type of uh, rare skin reaction and skin condition then definitely check out this article like I said it'll be linked in our show notes um, but with that being said speaking of allergic reactions and allergies and being outside and how that can affect um, so many different aspects of your body let's get into today's topic which is all about what is an eye allergy like I say in these types of episodes I'm not a doctor um, I'm not a medical professional, nor do I claim to be either of those things. These are just things that I know from personal experience and research that I've done. And I encourage you all to do research on your own as well. So like I said, today's episode is all about talking about our eyes and talking about eye allergies in specific. And I know when you hear the word eye allergies, you're like, 
does that even exist? Like, is that even real? Like, I don't even understand. But we all know that we've all had that feeling at one point in time where nothing is literally more irritating than feeling like there's something in your eye, but you can't get it out of it. And you might be dealing with irritated eyes and red eyes, and then you look in them, but then you're like, I don't see anything in my eyes like what's going on and so with that being said it actually could be allergies as them being the culprit to what you're experiencing with your eyes so if you're new to the whole world of allergies and you're like hey Valencia what in the heck is an allergy so first off I would like to direct you to one of our episodes that is called what is an allergy um so definitely check out that episode that episode will also be linked in our show notes um but simply put allergies are when the body's immune system reacts to an allergen that is normally harmless but views it as being harmful so allergic reactions that affect the conjunctiva which is a tissue lining that is in your eyes is called allergic conjunctivitis and it's actually divided into two major common types so there's seasonal allergic conjunctivitis and then there's perennial allergic conjunctivitis and so each of these types of eye allergies have symptoms that are nearly identical but they kind of differ in that seasonal allergic conjunctivitis eye allergies occur seasonally where perennial allergic conjunctivitis eye allergies can actually last year round so for someone with an allergy your eyes can become like really watery itchy red sore and swollen and they can actually sting when an allergen shows up actually for people who deal with eye allergies they can also experience like blurred vision or feeling like having this like sticky eye sensation and that's pretty much where there's like a buildup of mucus in the eyes and in the corners of your eyelids. I know it sounds really nasty and disgusting but this is actually something that my dog deals with when it comes to allergies. It's like actually one of her symptoms and so for her um, it's really important to make sure that her eyes are you know being cleaned and things like that because if not then she will deal with that so she has to take allergy medicine in addition to me having to clean out her eyes every single day it is actually a task um, but I know that I have to do it because if I'm not good with sticking with it then she will be experiencing her allergy symptoms and then she will just be laying around and not want to do anything and looking really sad and then I'm like I'm sad and it's kind of like this whole thing when it comes to to seasonal allergic conjunctivitis eye allergies typically the most common culprits are grass and wagweed pollens and then when it comes to perennial allergic conjunctivitis eye allergies those are typically triggered by you know different indoor allergens like dust mites and molds and animal dander and feathers and perfume and gasoline exhaust and cigarette smoke and things like that but even though not all of those things are actually allergens, they can be irritants and those irritants are actually making your allergy responses um, a lot worse. And so typically they occur when your eyes react to something that is irritating them, aka an allergen. And so, like I said, that tissue that lines the inside of the eyelid and outside of the eyeball is called the conjunctiva. And this tissue, it keeps your eyelid and your eyeballs moist. So when an allergen comes in contact with your eye, certain cells that are 
within your eye release histamine and other different substances in order to fight off this allergen that is being viewed by your body as being harmful. And so this reaction, it can cause your eyes to become red, become itchy, be watering and look like you're cutting a bunch of onions and you're like there's no onions in front of me and this all happens because the conjunctiva that tissue that I was just talking about is inflamed with eye allergies you usually see redness and itchiness in both of your eyes and not just one of them and that's something that I've experienced I usually don't get red eyes unless I'm like actually like rubbing the crap out of my eye but one thing that I'll deal with is the itchiness and so the red comes with me trying to rub the crap out of my eyes and then my eyes hurt and then it's just like this whole like endless cycle and so the eyes produce like I said a substance called histamine to really fight off the allergen that is you know contaminating your eye and so like I said as a result your eyelids are the conjunctiva they become red they become swollen they become itchy your eyes can tear they can burn unlike other kinds of conjunctivitis you know eye allergies they don't spread from person to person which is something that came up when I went to the doctor with my dog um, was trying to really find out okay she has conjunctivitis like is it contagious but then finding out that because of it being allergic conjunctivitis it does not spread which is you know I guess a good thing in terms of it not spreading but still the dog or the person that's dealing with it they're still dealing with it but the reason why some people may experience eye allergies is because your eyes are just such an easy target for allergens and different irritants because of them being exposed and also them just being sensitive and so your body responds to these allergens like I said by releasing different chemicals and that's what makes them puffy and inflamed now when it comes to pink eye that's something that's different it is a viral or bacterial infection that's of the eye tissue of the conjunctiva and that's called infectious conjunctivitis and so usually it will start in one eye and then it can kind of spread to the other within like a day or two and with that condition it's easily transmitted from person to person so that's kind of like the difference between allergic conjunctivitis and infectious conjunctivitis so when it comes to some of the symptoms of eye allergies like I said redness itchiness having that burning feeling in your eyes dealing with watery eyes dealing with swollen eyelids feeling like there's dirt or grit or something in your eye which is a symptom that I know I personally deal with when it comes to my eyes and when it comes to my allergies I always feel like there's something in it and I'm like no I must have got something in it or like maybe it's, it's dirt or something like that I've been outside I've been near grass like there has to be something in it but then like I'm like going in the mirror and looking and I'm like there's nothing in my eye like so like why am I feeling this way you know what I'm saying also you can deal with having a runny or itchy nose sneezing coughing having a sinus headache and then also from talking with other people like my mom and other friends and family members that deal with allergies and specifically ones that affect their eyes I've heard that it can make it where you're vision is briefly blurred or you feel like you're distracted or you're unproductive or tired and it kind of just ruins like your whole mood and you don't really feel 100% like yourself um, which I feel like with any type of allergy that affects any part of your body you don't feel like yourself and that makes you you know more so focused on what you're experiencing and like you've had this sense of distractedness and feeling like very irritable and like tired and just wanting to just push off your allergies to like 
the trash can or something like that and that's super relatable because I literally was dealing with my allergies earlier today and I was just like can I just throw them in the trash can and like just get rid of them like full time and not have to ever deal with them again because that would be really really nice um when it comes to like allergens in general there's going to be allergens that are in the air uh, that can cause a lot of different eye allergy symptoms both indoors and outdoors and so talked about a lot of these allergens on the podcast before but some of those allergens are like pollen from grass trees ragweed dust pet dander mold smoke cosmetics different drugs perfume can also cause your eyes to have some sort of an allergic response and even sometimes for some people like you inherit eye allergies from your parents which I think is really interesting that you're more likely to have allergies if both of your parents have them than if only one of your parents does so I know sometimes from time to time if I'm dealing with really bad seasonal allergies and like if I'm near my mom I would just look at her and I'm just like why did you give this to me I didn't want these allergies like you could have just kept them to yourself but no and this in this scenario sharing is not caring you could have just kept these allergies to yourself but when it comes to I know the big question is okay I'm dealing with these allergies in my eyes it's very irritating like what do I do to treat them make them a little bit better make them a little bit easier to live with each day so when it comes to treating eye allergies it's really important to limit your contact with the substance if you know what the substance is that's causing the problem Um, so it's really going to be necessary to do that allergy testing or going to a doctor whether that is doing a skin test or a blood test to really be able to get down to the problem and figure out what are the actual allergens that are actually making you have this allergic response. Um, I know personally for me and my dog that's something that I've been actually looking at is trying to see if my dog can get allergy tested to really be able to figure out okay like what other allergens could she possibly be allergic to and being able to find out okay are they substances that I can limit her contact or avoid any contact? Because if it's grass, which I know one of her allergens is grass, like she can't get away from that. She has to defecate somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's not something she's going to be able to avoid, but I can limit her contact even though she needs to be outside to exercise. So it's just being mindful of those things and really being able to know what to think about is going to talk with your doctor and talk with your allergist um, if it's for the sake of a person and if it's for, you know, an animal, then making sure you can speak with a veterinarian to be able to get that counsel and get that advice. So like I said, one of the major things is being able to avoid allergens. So if you are allergic to pollen, avoid going outdoors as much as possible when the pollen counts are really high. Um, one thing that I use to really be able to track the pollen count is downloading either an app or being able to subscribe to like some sort of newsletter that tells you the pollen count of like your city each day or each week or being able to check out I don't know your favorite weather app because that usually will track the pollen count as well for your city for your state so that's really something that I know has helped me and I'll be like oh my goodness like 
it's a high pollen count today. I probably need to wear some sort of like a mask or something like that when I go outside to make sure like the pollen doesn't like take me out or something like that. But also one thing to keep in mind is to know that usually the pollen count is usually the highest in the mid morning and also in early evening. So keeping that in mind. So if possible, you can kind of plan your outings and things that you need to get done around, you know, when it's usually the highest for the pollen count throughout the day. Also avoid being outdoors when the wind is blowing the pollen around. If you are going to be outdoors, then wearing sunglasses or if you're part of the glasses wearing club like myself, then having glasses can actually help with preventing as much pollen from getting into your eyes because you got something blocking your eyes. Another thing is making sure that you're keeping like your windows down, using air conditioning in your car and in your home because it's going to help with lowering your exposure to pollen and other different irritants when you're inside and don't use like window fans and things that are just going to make your allergy symptoms a lot worse. When it comes to dealing with mold and dust, recognizing that high humidity can cause mold to grow. So really aiming to keep the humidity level in your home around what I've seen based on research is 30 to 50% and cleaning areas that are known as being high humidity areas like bathrooms and kitchens and basements and things like that and also considering maybe getting a dehumidifier in areas that are particularly like humid or moist also when it comes to dust trying to keep dust mites away if possible I know I've done an episode on dust mites as well so making sure that you're paying attention to areas that are very uh dust friendly I guess you could say so like your bedroom um ceiling fans things like that and then when it comes to like your floors using like a damp rag or a mop instead of a dry dust mop or a broom to trap the allergens and make sure you're actually like getting them but when it comes to maybe pets being the source of your allergies and trying to keep animals outside of your house as much as possible and making sure that you're not just sleeping with your pet in your bedroom because that's not gonna help you with being able to sleep well at night and also maybe wanting to consider the type of flooring that you have and making sure you're picking a flooring if you have you know a say in your flooring that doesn't really trap any allergens or pet dander and other allergens like that and then also one thing that I personally do is that I'm always washing my hands after I touch my pet and washing clothes that I wear around my dog as well just to just be safe because I know that I deal with having symptoms from my dog as well so just being mindful that I'm doing what I need to do because I know that I experience symptoms around my dog so really knowing that I'm doing that and the like quote risk that I'm taking from having a dog and just making sure that I'm doing what I need to do or to make sure that my allergy symptoms don't bother me enough where I have to like think about what I need to do with my dog you know things like that and finally another tip that I would say is avoid rubbing your eyes because it really just honestly makes it worse that is not just something that your mom just said just to stop you from rubbing your eyes it's actually supposed to help you I know I have to get on myself for doing that as well as getting on my dog for doing that because she will rub her eyes and I'm like, don't do that. You're just going to make it worse. You could get a cut and just make it turn into an infection and we, we don't need that. So just making sure that you don't rub your eyes, that will really help you. Now, in terms of different like 
things that you can use on your eyes or things that you can take that I found have been helpful in my experience with myself and with my family and things that I found has helped like my dog and myself as well is using like eye drops and a different medicine. So I know I've said in the past and also a little bit in this episode that using saline eye drops has helped me so much, has helped my dog so much. They really help with being able to get any debris that is in your eyes and really helping with making sure your eyes are clear from any allergens or debris and things like that. Also, um, another thing that I've used on my dog before and have found some, you know, relief from her is using artificial tears. I've not used artificial tears, but I know from talking with my dog's doctor that they really help with being able to, again, wash those allergens from the eye, but also being able to add moisture to your eyes as well. If you deal with um, irritated and dry eyes, you can use them because they're really helpful in that way. And you can typically use them as often as you need to, but also make sure you're speaking with your doctor to make sure that you are using whatever products they, they recommend you to use in the right way. Another thing is using like decongestants. They really help with reducing any redness that are in your eyes. You can also find them as over-the-counter eye drops to really help with relieving any itchiness and puffiness and redness and things like that. Also oral antihistamines could be helpful in relieving like itchy eyes. So that's something that I've used. I use like Allegra. Um, I found in my experience with trying different allergy medicines that that has worked the best for me. Also eye drops like actually antihistamine eye drops are really helpful. I know when I first became fascinated with eye allergies because actually my mom was dealing with eye allergy symptoms and me having to do research and try to figure out, okay, like what are kind of like the best products and really finding that eye drops that with antihistamine in it can really help with relieving any itchiness and really help with preventing eye allergies um, have really found um, some success in using those. So that actually might be a pretty good option for those who might think that it could work for them. Um, some other options are corticosteroids um, and then also like immunotherapy shots. But one thing I will say with all the episodes that I do like this, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be. These are things that, you know, I've learned along my allergy journey based on, you know, experience, research, talking with other folks that deal with these types of um, allergic responses as well. And just really being able to provide a lot of different information so that you can, you know, make sure that you are making the best decision for you and are talking with your allergist and your doctor to make sure that you're making the best decision for you or for you and your family or for your child, etc. But hopefully you found this episode to be really helpful and very interesting. Um, I know that I did and it's something that I'm very interested in talking about and discussing because it's something that I deal with personally and that my dog deals with as well and really have tried to figure out what works best, you know, for her and what works best for me and, you know, really being able to kind of try different things and try to figure out, you know, what are the best treatments and, you know, medicines and things like that that can really help with alleviating symptoms. You know, that's kind of what I, I think anybody wants when it comes to allergies is making sure that their allergies 
don't hinder their quality of life and don't hinder and like stop them from being able to do the things that they want to do and it's just something that you deal with like you are not your allergy so hopefully that is something that you got from this episode and that this episode is helpful so if you guys enjoyed this episode and found it to be helpful make sure that you hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice make sure to give us a follow on our instagram page our instagram is at oh my allergies my instagram is at oh my valencia Make sure you take the time to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. It really helps us so much. So hopefully your rating is five stars. Keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys.